back, everyone, to the Captain's Log for November 22nd. I'm Ian, joined by Aaron. We're going to run through some of the new releases, expansions, and news of the last couple weeks. Going to jump right into it. Yet another version of Catan is coming out, this time for PlayStation and Xbox consoles. If you have those, if for some reason you want to play on those, I imagine with people, it gives you another way to play online, but they are releasing on consoles now, so you can buy a Catan once again. I think Catan is in a race with Skyrim to release on as many <laughs> platforms as possible. I was going to make exactly that joke. I mean, truly, with the, the Skyrim board game coming, the crossover is just getting, it's getting out of hand. And other new releases, uh, Space Cowboys... The company whose name you probably recognize from Splendor has announced the next installment in their Unlock Escape series of games. Uh, kind of like escape rooms in a box. You've got to go through decks of cards, solve mysteries, go on adventures. Uh, looks like their next installment is going to be the Game Adventures series that is going to have three scenarios each one taking place in different board games. You'll have one, the Ticket to Ride scenario, a Mysterium scenario, and a Pandemic scenario. So we're truly hitting some Marvel MCU levels of crossover. And I got to tell you, I'm here for it. Escape Rooms are one of those things that definitely really enjoyed, of course, before the pandemic. It's nice to see those in a small little box. The next release that we have, Big Potato Games, has announced a Jackbox competitor, Big Screen Games. Aaron, what do you know about this one? Uh, so, so far they haven't. It's it's out. You can yeah, buy your, your access code to it right now. Uh, it's, it's about 20 bucks American, roughly. It's 15 pounds, so whatever the conversion rate is there. Uh, and it's it's games of theirs that you play instead of busting out a box and, and setting up around the table. You actually set it up around the TV. Everyone joins on their phones. It works, from what I can tell, it works almost exactly like Jackbox TV. They even make a comparison in their official page for it it says like jackbox tv but with more potatoes uh featuring right now i believe three three of their games that already exist physically that they've retuned and retooled to work in this format um you know i i don't know about you jackbox games were a, a huge hit with my friend group uh, especially in the very early days of the pandemic when we were all still uh, not going to Walmart at all, staying safe and secure in our houses. So it's, I'm a, a big believer in, in competition. You know, it, it, it makes everyone gets better when they all have to, to, to work against each other. Uh, so I think, I mean, I think it's cool that another publisher, especially Big Potato Games, who is a publisher of party games, uh, and some some really good, really fun party games, breaking into this arena of games where you're all sitting around the TV, you're allowed to be on your phone because you have to play on your phone, 
just getting wild, getting wacky, getting funny with your friends. I think it's really cool. Moving on to the expansions for this week, both Wingspan and Gaia Project are going to be arriving on Android and iOS. Finally, both of those have been released in various forms across different forms of media. Wingspan, of course, has had a Steam release for some time now, but they are going to be releasing on Android and iOS, so more people can get to play those. Very, very excited about this one. Uh, I have put a lot of time into Gaia Project on Steam, and being able to play it on a tablet is just going to absolutely demolish any semblance of free time that I had left. Uh, and, I mean, it also, uh, Gaia Project specifically uh, just came out on Board Game Arena as well. So you have an embarrassment of ways to play uh, some of the two of the, the best games that have come out in recent years. Moving on to the news, we do have an interesting community post from Games Workshop. Recently, there was an incident that happened in Spain where somebody went to a local tournament wearing some Nazi imagery. A lot of people were frustrated about this, unfortunately, due to Spanish law, their anti-discrimination laws. There was nothing that the tournament organizer could do about it, but Games Workshop has come out with some of their own rules that they are changing, making it very clear that certain things are not allowed within the Warhammer space. It's a wild world that we live in that people are having to specifically make rules saying that you can't dress up like a Nazi because I guess we all just kind of figured you wouldn't need those rules, but there you go. Uh, and in lighter news, uh, Eric Martin, one of the the admins and, and head honchos over at BGG, posted an article on his his blog over there a few days ago talking about uh, how and why games break into the top 100 board game geek games of all time uh, you know, and he, he kind of frames it from this context of TV shows and how, 30, 40, 50 years... Oh, God, 30 years ago. That was only... That was only the 90s, oh, no. man. Shh. Oh, no. Okay, so... 50, 60, 70 years ago. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so 50, 60, 70 years ago, you know, you had 10 channels on your TV, so it was very easy for one show to be the one show that everyone in America watched. But now you have 500 channels on your set on your cable box. You've got just as many streaming services that you can subscribe to. You know, there we are. We are living in an era with an absolute glut of content to consume. So that's much harder for a TV show to be the TV show that absolutely everyone's watching. And he, he uses that context to kind of frame why similar things happen in board games, why it's it's almost easier now for a game to get into the Board Game Geek Top 100, because if you get 
just just a small chunk of the audience to rally behind you, then you're competing against the rest of it rallying behind 10 billion other things. So it's it's easier for just that one thing to, to push its way through. It's an interesting uh, read. I thought it was a, a really good article and, you know, just kind of pointing out, you know, not, not necessarily flaws inherent with the system, but just how the rankings work and why they work the way they do. And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was a, a good read. It's a fantastic post to check out if you're just interested at all in sort of the theory behind how things get popular, especially within the, within the board game space. It's something that tangentially the research that I do for bitter board gamers trawling through all of these one-star reviews, it feels very, like I do see a part of that because a lot of one-star reviews on BGG, especially for popular games, are from people who didn't even play the game. It's just a game they personally don't enjoy and they're not going to buy it because there's other better games to get, but they're going to give it a low rating because they don't think it that it deserves to be so high up on the list, which is fascinating and really does point to the fact that people are going to rate high games they enjoy and the games that they play. And if you don't enjoy those games, you're just not going to purchase them because there are enough options now, which is great. Moving on, we do have our final topic of the day. Hasbro is developing a Trivial Pursuit TV show hosted by the LeVar Burton. This is the fifth time that Trivial Pursuit has been adapted into a show. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking into this when I was putting it in our, our little cheat sheet here of, of news story roundup that we have. Twice now in America we have had Trivial Pursuit shows on TV and then the BBC and a German television network also independently had Trivial Pursuit television shows. I just thought, I just thought it was crazy that of all board games to have made it to the TV the Trivial Pursuit has done it five times. It kind of makes sense. I think Trivia Trivia shows tend to do well in the uh, in the competition-style television programs. And uh, while this is not my favorite trivia game, uh, I mean, it's you can't deny the the popularity. It's it's certainly an old standard. That is the news for this week. As always, keep an eye out next week. There'll be another main episode, and then a captain's log two weeks from now. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll be right here next time on the Dice Pirates.